This is The Pastor's Heart and Dominic Steele here and my my guests are Tim Clemens and Stuart Starr. We are talking today the membership process, designing and running a membership course. How do we help onboard Christians who join our churches from another church. Uh, They could be from a different church within our denomination, or they could be joining us from a church from a different denomination. We're not talking about the whole flow of helping people join you, but just how you go about defining who you are, what you stand for, and them actually joining you. Stuart Starr, he's the senior pastor of New Life Church at Oran Park in Sydney's southwest. And Tim Clements leads the ministry team at Grace City Church at Green Square in the inner city of Sydney. Tim, let's start with you and the pastor's heart and what's God been doing on your heart? Thanks, Dominic. Good to be here. Um, Last little while, honestly, has been a little bit uh, difficult for our church. Uh, We lost a four-day-old baby. Uh, that was the baby of one of our staff team, and so, uh, as you can imagine, that was pretty devastating for everyone involved. Um, it also happened over, oh, the funeral was on Easter Saturday, and so it was kind of obviously a very, very sad moment, but also uh, to have it so close to Easter was also uh, really encouraging to be reminded of the hope that we have of the resurrection. So, mm. doing okay, but going through a hard season in some mm. ways. I guess lots of people, in, I mean, you've got a relatively young group and lots mm. of people kind of imagining themselves into the parent yeah. situation and, yeah, yeah grieving. Mm. You, Stuart? Uh, well, I had a significantly different Easter to that. We had uh, a real joyous celebration. Um, at Easter, and I've just come off the back of holidays where I've reconnected with family and taken a break. So I've got energy getting back into a, a new term and... Uh, I'm sure that, as we were discussing before, there are pastoral issues awaiting me, Dominic, but at the moment they're beneath the waters. You don't know what they are. And I'm, I'm on Tuesday of the term back, so right. doing okay. Thank you. Well, thanks for coming to talk to us on your first day back from holidays. Hey, uh, why do we need a membership course? I think, uh, I think we need to create a moment for people uh, where they can say, I'm here. Uh, from this is your church to this is my church. And at New Life, we say to people, you're free to be our guest until you choose to be our partner. And so choosing to be our partner, we say partnership, so that's a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and we can discuss that maybe mm-hmm. at another point. But uh, we say partnership, uh, when you put your hand up and say, I want to contribute here rather than I just want to be present. Mm-hmm. And so for us, it's a moment where people are stepping towards engagement and we want to create uh, a time where we inform people, but also celebrate that moment when they step into serving and, and the life of our church. Mm. Tim, my son's just joined your church. Uh, he went along to your members course and he said, I've got a quote here. It's pretty full on. It's clear. They have clear expectations. They know where they're going and they want you to come. I think I agree. I think I like it. What are you doing in this membership oh, course? Good on it. He hasn't passed that on to me, so I'm pleased he said that. That's good to see. Uh, what's the question? What are we doing? Yeah, what is this membership course that is clear, with clear expectations and yeah, the, the rest? Pretty yeah. full on, he yeah, said. Okay. Uh, so it goes for two hours on a Sunday afternoon after our two morning services at one o'clock. So that's when it is and when it runs. It once, runs once a month. What do we cover? We cover mostly four things in that two hours. First, vision. So here's a little bit of my story. Here's the story of the church and here's where we're going under God. Uh, Two, really tapping into discipleship and what is discipleship? What does it look like to live as a follower of Jesus? 
and uh, with a few kind of little bits in there as here's what that might look like specifically contextually at our church. Mm -hmm. uh, third, we kind of talk through next steps for people. So most people coming through that are coming because they want to call Grace City or they, they at least want to think through, do I want to call this church my home church mm -hmm. and how do I get plugged in? So we say next three steps for you would likely be joining into one of our midweek groups, joining a ministry team and partnering with us financially. So we kind of talk through each of those. And then finally, the fourth thing is there's a bit of a join decision where we invite people to actually become members and we outline what exactly the expectations are. If you do decide to join us, on us, on you, and then we let people decide. Mm. Um, two hours, it's not long enough, you think, Stuart. <laughs> no, we're, we're having this discussion just before we went on air, Dominic. Um, so we do it over three weeks. And uh, what that looks like, uh, the first week people come and have lunch at my house. So I, th I think uh, there's kind of two things going on for us. Uh, we have a, a thing called New and Newish, which is the part that everybody who's new in our church could go to. Mm -hmm. Partnership is a separate thing from that. So it isn't the gate that everybody goes through. It's a separate thing. So mm. if you choose to be a partner with us, come and have lunch at my house. And then we run two hours after that on the first week. The second week, two hours. The third week, two hours. First week, we do vision and values, so who we are and what we stand for. So similar. It's kind of like the second blessing. <laughs> uh, some people may say that. Really important that I say so I'm this. Just, I'm just messing. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I want to say this really clearly. So um, it isn't about disadvantaging anyone in our church. And so partnership isn't um, required for coming to church. It isn't required for our life groups or anything like that. However, it is required for serving in the life of our church. Mm -hmm. And we have no expectations on those who are guests, those who regularly come to our church but haven't chosen to be partners. We say come along and enjoy being part of our family. But if you choose to be a partner, we have a whole bunch of expectations. So you should know our vision and values. Second week, we talk about what we expect of you as a partner. And the third week, is we talk about how we do mission together as a church. And so really, part of the reason that we go for three weeks rather than two hours is I'm saying, I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to have eaten together. So we have those three weeks and then I come and visit you in your home. And then I hear your personal testimony in your place. And after all of that has gone through, we'll invite you to be a partner at, at New Life. So for me, it's a really intimate personal thing where we're saying, when I look at my partners in the church, they're the people I know for sure are on board with us. Um, and I know them. I've been in their home. I've heard their personal story. Um, and so as the church gets bigger and bigger, I just cherish this thing, which is, my knowledge of all the people who serve in the life of our church is really personal and intimate. And so, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. And so we, we run it every term, not every month. Um, and so once a term, um, we say to people, if you've been coming for a while and you figure you'd love to serve in the life of our church uh, with your time and your talents and your treasure, this is the pathway to do that. Now, you're both ministering in very different contexts. <laughs> we are. Too. Very different, very different contexts. You're in a context of where people are buying their first home. Uh, second home, probably. Second home, but, yep. but it's, they're making their 25-year life decision. Yeah. Um, uh, Tim and I are in a much more similar context. Where, more dynamic. Well, in, we were looking at the, the survey yesterday, and in our suburb, 60% of the suburb have moved house in the last five years. You know, um, the, the churn, this is not the 
the ch- we actually think the church is more stable than the suburb. Yeah, sure. But the churn in the suburb is massive, and that's a massive time commitment. I'm, I'm, is that what you're thinking, Tim? Absolutely. Yeah. Go, yeah. Push I, back I, on him. Well, Why I, wouldn't I, work for you? I don't know that I would push back as much to appreciate there are benefits and weaknesses, or strengths and weaknesses of the long versus short. Mm-hmm. The long course will more likely be more transformative. The shorter course will be informative. Mm-hmm. That both are okay. You just got to figure out which is right for our context. Mm-hmm. Like you, uh, we've recognised, ah, there's actually a fair amount of churn, both a lot in the suburb, but also in our church. Uh, Some people will, you know, join us for six months to two years. Uh, A lot stay for longer than that, but there is this kind of two-year, three-year cycle of of Mm. people coming and joining. And so we used to run a two-week course. At that time, we were wondering, should we make it longer? Should we make it shorter? If we made it longer, that's good, but then you've got the question of, uh, do we require people to come and join us? Or what about the people who missed it? Mm-hmm. If they only could make week one, do we do we actually care about week two? Or if we don't, then why do we have two weeks? Mm-hmm. And so there was that practical and, and did question. You find a, I mean, we, we found a lot of people would come week one and then a big dropout on week two, but they'd still expect to be allowed into a small group. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There yeah. was that. There do was... you have that problem? No, no, we don't. So um, because... I'm not expecting everyone to do it. We, our onboard is done through new and newish, and so everybody gets to do that, and that happens so you regularly. So get into a small group. Yeah, absolutely, based on you can. Done the new T- and totally, absolutely. Yeah. But you can't serve in the life of our church without having done our partnership course. Um, and so, in that sense, we're saying to people, we have a big expectation. We have a high bar, and we're inviting you to step into it. If you choose not to, be our guest for as long as you'd like. There's absolutely no problems. We love you. You're part of our church. What happens when I desperately need a kids' church leader? And no, no. Well, I, my, one of my commitments is um, I will never speak desperately from the front for help. No, no, no. I will turn no. to our partners who have said we're going to sacrificially support the ministry. And that's how, and I have total confidence. So you will never hear a request for a ministry gap from the front mm-hmm. in our church ever. Mm-hmm. Because these guys have got my back and they've said, I'm in to help you. And so what it does, it gives me this tremendous confidence that there's a group of people in our church who are, they've stepped towards us. I haven't cried out for them. I haven't said, we need you desperately. I've just said, you're free to be here for as long as you'd like. But when you choose to step in, we expect a lot from you. And they are awesome and sacrificial and generous. And they are the engine room and the heart mm. of our church. I'm so thankful for them. Somebody who comes along, how long would it be before they did that? Well, some people, some people will sit there. On and, average. Sure. Yeah. Uh, a long time for, for some people. And so they, they might say, I'm not ready to do that. I just need to figure it out. And we say to people, if, if someone's just transferred from another place into our church, we say to them, why don't you just take a breather? Why don't you just sit here and get the sense of what's happening at New Life for six months or for a year? Just for a year. Ch- chill out, right? Yeah, I mean, because I don't. They're halfway through their time with Tim. <laughs> but I, I guess maybe that's a different expectation. But the other thing I want, I want to say to them, we want you to commit when you've got space and energy and you want to serve. Mm. I want to take that positive step towards energy. And so, yeah, uh, for, for some people, it'll be six months. Uh, some people will, it'll be this, the next week they go, oh, this term's one's running. I want to serve in the life of this new church. We're in. And so I've had that happen numerous times. But for most people, maybe it's a year. And I've got some holdouts who just haven't done it at all. Mm. And, and that's okay what by me. What do you me. do in your newish thing? Yeah, sure. So we tell them, 
what our church is about, how, how to get that? how to get involved. That's one afternoon. Yeah. It's two hours. They have yeah. afternoon tea. I don't even run it. Yeah. Um, and uh, the idea is that people meet other people. They yeah. eat with them. They hear about the church. They're invited into life groups. And we say to them, at some point in the future, when you're ready, partnership is your next step. Mm-hmm. How often does that run? On a term basis. Okay. Once a term only. Any biblical input at that? Like his expectations, his no. Faith, uh, so his it's holiness, it's his... not a. Uh, it's not designed. It's, the vehicle isn't designed to carry the theological weight. There, it's really a welcome. His his what's up and down. Ask mm-hmm. your questions. Yeah. How are we weird and strange? Sure. So you're doing cultural issues, but not theological issues. Yeah, although I'm hearing you guys pressure me on that. No, maybe I need to lift the, lift the game on that. Um, but no, no, seriously. So that, that it's more orientation, welcoming, plug you into the structure of yeah. life groups and that sort of thing so that you can find community and understand what's going on with us. Mm-hmm. But so, so we don't let anyone serve doing anything unless they're a partner, which mm-hmm. is our very unusual step. Yeah. I guess one of the reasons that we have on board as our membership course, and we have it right up early, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm seeing some uh, significant benefits of your approach, is we also want to uh, encourage people to have a join moment. So yes. everyone who's coming to our church will have their own idea. Some of them may be biblical, some of them may not be, totally. of what it means to join this church. Maybe they think joining this church means this is the place I come to get my spiritual goods and services. I have a consumer relationship with this church. Uh, Maybe they come and think this is the place I want to serve, that I want to go deep with community. Uh, Maybe it's this is the place I want to meet other people because I'm looking for a spouse. Uh, People will have different ideas. What our onboard course gives us the opportunity to do is to define for people from the Bible what joining a local body of believers actually means. Yep and the certain expectations that the Bible has on us as church members, church leaders. And so that's a really helpful way for us to define yeah. what otherwise people will bring their own definitions of. Yeah, I think that's really, really helpful. And certainly uh, we do that in spades as part of the, the partnership course and uh, comfortable to hear your encouragement that it might be earlier that we could, we could do some of that stuff as well. I guess people think they're part of your church they may or may not, um, again, but maybe they're Christians, maybe they're not. No, sure. I guess I'm happy for them to float around a bit yeah. um, and get to know them in relationship. And that's the other part of not doing... So our unique thing is serving is it requires partnership. And so you won't be on kids, you won't be on any of these other things unless you're a partner with us. Mm. And that does require this theological grid where yeah. we get grace and we understand mm. that we're reformed and, and yeah. all of those sorts yeah. of things. So we do all of that hard work with the people who are going to be doing all the ministry that you experience. But for other people, we want to say, welcome and find your place in our community relationally and we'll draw you either into Jesus for the Curious mm. or into partnership at some point in the future. Yeah. So mm. Now, let's go back to... Your model, Tim, mm-hmm. and uh, theologically onboarding mm-hmm. people because you're getting people who are coming to you from uh, from Anglican backgrounds, from not many, but yeah, yes, well, all sorts of different backgrounds, yeah. Yeah. and you try to define some things theologically. And 
My son told me about a helpful diagram. Can, yeah. you, can you walk us through that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. put it up on the screen in a sec. Okay. Yeah. yeah, great. Um, so he's got his booklet. I'll just um, get my booklet out and see what the diagram is. If you're listening to the, to, the, to the audio here, well, you maybe head over to thepastorsart.net and find the picture that we're talking about. So pretty early on at On Board, we talk about where our church sits on what we call the theological landscape. And the reason we do that is I say, a bunch of you might be here and you know what our church believes. You've got a pretty good sense of it. Others of you on board feels like a speed date where you're trying to figure out what do we believe. Yes. And maybe you think we're trying to speed date you. What do you believe? And so what I try and do is use uh, a series of concentric circles, which you'll see in a second, uh, and a series of labels that kind of communicate who we are, what we believe, just using labels. Now, labels are imperfect. Uh, but they're helpful because they kind of collect bodies of thought. Uh, and I also contrast them with their opposite. Mm -hmm. And I put them in a concentric circle to show people from inside out what's most important for us. So I'll just, do you want me to go yeah, through yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So just, from the inside. We're just new members Great. checking things okay. out. Exactly. I'm <laughs> so speed from, dating from at the From the inside we're out, speed dating we're, <laughs> we're Christians, not a cult. Now, yeah. Christians means that we trace, uh, we hold to the uh, confessions of the church developed in the first five centuries, uh, which affirm the, uh, the divinity of Jesus and the resurrection, things like that. We're uh, Protestants, not Catholics. That means we trace our roots back to the Protestant Reformation in the 1500s. We hold to the five solas of the Reformation. I talked briefly through those. We're evangelicals, not liberals. Now, different people mean something slightly different by evangelical. The way I'm using it is that we mean that we hold to the scriptures alone as um, inspired, without error, authoritative, and that they alone are the authority for uh, what we believe rather than human reason or church tradition, for example. Mm -hmm. We're reformed rather than Armin Arminian. I always have to explain that doesn't mean we've got anything against the country of Armenia or the people from there. It's a, theological, it's, a, it's a theological position. I say I could easily say that we're Calvinists. Um, I joke that's because we're because uh, Jesus was a Calvinist. Ha ha ha. Some people laugh. Some people are like, he's weird. And then finally, I say we're Anglican, not something else, uh, which really means that from our governance structures, you know, parish council, senior minister, I explain briefly what that means. Mm -hmm. Then I do go on to say, now, in terms of all these labels, which of these do you need to hold to in order to be a member? I say, technically, all you need is to hold that middle label. That is, you need to be a Christian to be a member of our church. Um, maybe you've come from a different background. Maybe you're brand new as a Christian at our church. You don't know what these labels are. That's fine. All you need to do is be a Christian. I then go on to say, however, if you've been a Christian for a while and you're pretty settled on your labels, you're going to find it hard to be a member with us if you don't at least hold the first three. Evangelical, Protestant, Christian. I then go on to say, you don't have to be reformed in your theology. We have a number of people who are not, and that's okay, as long as they're aware that we are and are willing not to be divisive, sitting in, mm. sit under our teaching, that's fine. And then I say, you don't have to be an Anglican. Most of our church were not part of an Anglican church in the past. Mm -hmm. That's the way I use the diagram. That's really good. We, we do uh, evangelical Anglican contemporary, and I hold up um, my Bible a prayer book and an iPhone, and I say that's that's our church. Similar thing. Here's the thing, though, that 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 kind of I think is the value. Um, people have it made explicit at the front. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is, apart from anything else, if, if people take away nothing else from what we're talking about, we give people an opportunity through whatever form of course we do to say, here's what we're here for, here's what we believe, and here's what we expect. Mm-hmm. And I think having that gateway moment where you say to people, I'm going to tell you, you don't have to discover, don't, don't wander around our church unsure of whether we're reformed or, or whatever. We're going to lay out what we are and invite you, which I think is what you're doing, invite you in to who we are. But also, don't be surprised if I'm not Catholic, mm. because I told you that at the start. And so I actually think there's a profound helpfulness in being explicit on some of the things that might be implicit in a whole bunch of other places. So I I think that's the advantage. Mm. Mm. Uh, Pentecostal, you didn't engage with that word. Because we're not Pentecostal? I mean, I'm just imagining there are some people who are coming from a Pentecostal background Mm -hmm. and they're looking at your concentric circles and Mm -hmm. thinking, well, where am I in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pentecostal charism. So Pentecostal is not strictly speaking a denomination. So what's yeah. the what's the alternative to Pentecostal? The closest you, you oh, can no, go, you, could you put can it go in the Armenian category potentially. Yeah, you that- can go. It's the alternative to an evangelical. Though many Pentecostals would describe themselves as evangelical. So it's just. But do people ask? I'm just. I guess I'm just thinking. I'm imagining mm. that if what we end up you, getting. People would ask you questions about no, that. We do. Yeah. So I choose not to go. We're, Pente- we're not Pentecostal X Y Z. A lot of our people come from previously Pentecostal mm-hmm. churches. What we always get, almost without fail, is questions on the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Right now, in the first year of our church, second year, sorry, 2016, I preached four hours on our weekend away on the Holy Spirit. And so part of that was because we had a bunch of Pentecostals coming to our church and I knew I needed to be on top of it theologically. Yeah. Part of it was also so that we've got a resource. A resource that you now can... Now I can always say, here's what we believe about the Holy Spirit, but if you want four hours of it, go listen to the talks on the mm-hmm. website. So that's how we deal with it there. Mm-hmm. Right. See, so you, you kind of don't tackle it head on. You say, go and listen to this and then... Yeah. I will ask any question. I will answer any question that they ask, but I won't go head on to... Mm-hmm. Here's the difference between a Pentecostal church and a non-Pentecostal mm. church. I won't flag that all the way up front. Yeah. Hmm. And they know we're not Pentecostal, though. Because of the experience. Well, the experience, the fact that I say we're Anglican, etc., etc. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, the, the word partner. Yeah. Um, we wrestled with that a lot. Yeah. Because um, it does... I mean... When I first heard, I mean, obviously it's a Philippians word as opposed to, but as opposed, the word partner, member, the Corinthians word. Do you yep. Know, um, yep. Yeah. So uh, members of the body is fine. Um, I think the immediate thing, I'm old now, but mem- membership has its privileges is the word that used to, that, that was the connection, you know, I think it's American expression, mem- mm-hmm. membership has its privileges. I think we say partners have their responsibilities and it's a Bible word. I can take you to the passage and say from Philippians, mm-hmm. you know, we always give thanks for you for your partnership in the gospel. Mm. And so what I'm inviting people to is to join us, put their shoulder to the wheel of the work that we're doing at New Life on the back of a, of a passage like Philippians. Um, and I don't want to say that members, it's an exclusive inner core of people who, you know, get to the cushy lounge and have the best car parks in the... That, that's, not, that's not what we're trying to send. We're trying to send it's a dirty boots and... Your church and, has a car park? Tim and I are looking <laughs> at you and thinking, what? <laughs> Brothers, we have different blessings, do we not? Uh, I am very thankful for our car park. Um, but, yeah, so, so it, was, it was chosen to say... 
partnership has its responsibilities rather than membership has its privileges. So it was really trying to work on that. And because I love standing up every time. So this is what happens, Dominic. Our our church is organised around a tree. It's a physical thing. And if you become a partner with us at New Life, we hand you a tree. You get one of these? Yes. Really? Yes. And uh, in fact, we've just levelled them up, (laughs) which is really cool. Um, So, but... So everything in our church is organised around that and, and I could run you through it and, and there's a whole, whole thing that sits behind that. But that's the symbol for new life. And what we do is we get people up the front. Sorry, the, I, the members get this or yeah, just absolutely. the, the no, members no. get one of these? No, that's right, the partners because that's our numbers. I don't oh, have so, members. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, but you come up, you come up <laughs> so the front. You, you go into somebody's house and they've got no tree no. on the metal base. <laughs> no, but, so, no okay, so, so that's true. But here's the flip side. Here's the flip side. I love going into the houses of our partners because all of them have it on the front of their door. They have, right as you come into their house, people will put their tree on display and they proudly put it there and they say, that's me. And so when people ask me, what's that tree? They say, it's the symbol of new life. And they can talk through every branch on this tree and we'll explain that we give and live the message of new life and how we go about that process. Mm. It's all connected to this tree. Now, what that creates for us, though, is a we'll I'm get, We'll get the page board. that explains it. Yeah, yeah, sure. It, put it, link it to this thing. Um, yeah. but, but so it creates that moment where people stand up the front of church with us. I give thanks for them personally. They receive their tree and they have a moment where they're saying, I'm all in. And I love that moment. And they love that moment. And, and to give the testimony of we've been coming to this church for this long, we can't wait to be doing this at church. Um, and that's really, that's the advertising we do for partnership mm. is give the trees and then and the next course is coming up. How does it, I mean, you both, if you like, um, with partnership, it's, you've, you've overlaid it on top of the Anglican structure and doesn't sit completely comfortably and your one doesn't sit completely comfortably on the Anglican. How do you kind of wrestle with that? Yeah. Yeah. So now I must confess the start of this year, Grace City became a recognized Anglican church. Congratulations. Thank you. So you're welcome to correct my misunderstanding here, but at least as I understand it, um, so membership in the Anglican, you're a member of an Anglican church. Just to clarify for people, for those watching, um, uh, Tim, Stewart, and I are all Anglican ministers in the Diocese of Sydney, Surprise. and so we're having a little internal thing about yeah. what are you doing here? Sure, yeah. sure. I mean, here you go. So uh, you're a mem- I think you're technically considered a member of an Anglican church if you're, you know, call yourself a Christian, you've been baptised, and you've regularly attended services for three months in the last 12 yeah. months, in I the mean, last year. So it's it's loosey-goosey like low Pretty bar. loosey-goosey. Now, why does that matter? And again, here's where you can correct me. It seems to me that that largely matters so that you know who's allowed to vote in your AGM. Correct. Yeah. That's like once a year. And aside from that, doesn't really seem to make much of a difference. Whereas the way that we talk about it, we're talking about the, 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 the flesh on the bones, week to week, what does it mean to live as a disciple, particularly in the context of Grace City as this community of believers walking together. And so the language of membership there is slightly more helpful. Now, as I said, probably 30 to 40% of our people at most have previously come from an Anglican church. So no one thinks that the language of membership at our church is controversial in an Anglican system, either because they don't know it or they don't really care. The, Angl- the, the membership thing is about the AGM. That's like once a year and I'll forget and it until probably, next they year. They probably don't go anyway. <laughs> We had our AGM this year. We had a handful of people yeah. there. I was okay with that because yeah. I think the real business, the exciting stuff happens not necessarily at the AGM. Yeah. 
Yeah. Thank you so much for coming in, gentlemen. That's been super helpful and uh, given us lots to think about. My guests on The Pastor's Heart, Tim Clemens, and uh, Tim is Senior Minister of Grace City Church in Waterloo, and uh, Stuart Starr, bringing new life to the people of Oran Park. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, and we'll look forward to your company next Tuesday. Hey, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we would love it if you could hop over to the Apple Podcasts app and give us a rating and review. That helps us in the rankings and lets other people discover the pastor's heart. And again, if you are able to help us out by being a financial partner, go to our Patreon link, patreon.com slash the pastor's heart.